Mirror in the bathroom, please talk free. The door is locked, just you and me. Gonna take you to a restaurant that's got glass tables. You can watch yourself while you are eating. I just can't stop it every Saturday you see me window shopping Find no restraints in the racks and shelves Just a thousand reflections of my own sweet self, 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 self Two of us. 
Season 17, episode Do or Trace 3. Uh, Skip and Chris are back. Yeah, hence the uh, Thin Lizzy track. Yeah. It's probably been the one we've played the most on the show ever. Well, it's not my fault. It's a running thing, man. Every time you leave and come back. Yep. I suppose so. Yeah. It has to. Come on. Well, we did a little tribute to uh, Homeboy from English Beat. He just died today, like within hours ago. Yeah, that's crazy news, man. I was telling you, uh, Rankin Roger, that's it. <clears throat> yeah, Rankin Roger, man. He's dead. 56. Yeah, youngin'. It's like, fuck, dude. Oh, well. well yeah, he had cancer, apparently. We might do uh, some tenderness later from his other band. You know, uh, you know his other band. Uh, besides English Beat, the Dum Dum Boys. <laughs> <clears throat> no, uh, now I forget. <laughs> oh, general public. Yes, thank you. We might do some tenderness. Wait, I don't know. Maybe the uh, the um, English Beat didn't go so well. But hey, you know I've been doing a lot of these tributes lately, man. I'm burning out. I did, like, a huge tribute to uh, Homeboy. Uh, okay, who's the other guitarist besides Dick Dale? That Remember? just died? Yeah, no, the Tremolo Kings. Dick Dale and... Oh, from uh, friggin' what you call it? Who are the surf guitar gods? Well, you got... Um, oh, guy from Avengers. He who? died. Who? Guy from Avengers? Is that who you're thinking of? No. Oh, well. I know who I'm thinking of. I just, I'm just like I'm blanking. I'm blanking on the noise in the name. Hmm. Oh well. Uh oh. M's here. Oh. Oh, I am. This is the boys are back in town. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> what have you been smoking? Nothing so far. Oh, really? I'll pick it in a minute, yeah. You haven't smoked anything yet? Not today. Well, for no. me, uh, I've dabbed um, some of that pure um, oil. Like a little bit of that straight sativa. Yeah. That stuff's good. It's the label. That's the brand name is pure. So that's like 89% THC. Uh, but it's good. That and sour diesel crumble. Hmm. I get like a couple grams of that. And that stuff's really good too. Not great. Uh, yeah, that's good. I haven't gotten any pre rolls recently. Recently. Hmm. But I've gotten uh, those Sensi Chews. Those are really good. Chocolate sativas. Hmm. They're like little cubes. And I'm still working on that 500 milligram muffin. I've Jeez. had that for like three months. That's intense. Or more. They have 1,000 milligram chocolate bars. But they're hard to cut off. I don't like them because they're hard to cut up. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I've I've had them before. They're all right. But um, yeah, those are from Wow, is the name brand. Huh. So it's like Wow, five hundred milligram. Uh, brown or chocolate brownies, and then they have three hundred milligram crispy treats, and they have, but all their stuff's really strong, and it's mostly indica, I think. That's yeah, weak. You know, they don't specify what's in it. <coughs> you know, so I mix it up. I'll take a sativa. Like, mm-hmm. I'll eat a sativa gummy and then eat, like, a half a cookie or, yeah, or, like, a little sliver of a brownie that I have. Yeah, I also have that 250 milligram bar from, uh, God, who's that? Who's the, fuck, the chef? Oh, well, I forget his name. <clears throat> Gingerbread Mon. The uh, chef, I forget his name, whatever. Chef, who cares? You know? Okay, hold on. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't get all the fancy stuff down here. I get... <clears throat> meh. You get nothing? No, I get stuff, but it's... Uh, no brands I've ever heard of. Oh. Little mom and pop shops that like pop up and then get shut down real quick. Oh, right. Figuring out all the licensing and stuff up down here. So it's not, uh, nothing's quite legal yet. They just keep kind of, well, we'll push it back another six months, you know, kind of thing. Gets annoying. Oh, man. Idiots. Okay. So what do you think of Stadia? Did you watch anything? I didn't. I caught the basic premise of it, read a little bit about it, and, uh, I mean, okay. I'll believe it when I see it. Do you think this is, I think this is now the separation between the poor, who people who have bad internet, and the people who have good internet. This is, this is going to be the separation. Because, you know, it's mm. like, oh, video games are for everybody. No, they're not. Not anymore? <laughs> no. They're, it's a luxury item. They're trying to make it like the internet, like, oh, everyone needs to have it. No, they don't. That's why I think the Stadia is going to make the divide. You know? Yeah. I think so. As far as luxury gaming goes, when you have a high-speed internet feed and all that stuff, and it all runs right, it might work well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's what it is. It's gonna sep- This is going to separate the good connection players and the bad connection players. And they're going to divide. I mean, it might. I mean, so people are also pretty damn loyal to their Xbox and their, their PlayStation, you know? They are, but uh, Xbox is going to do the exact same thing. Xbox is doing exactly what um, Stadia is doing. Yes, but it will still have a physical set-top box. Uh, not, you won't need to use it, though. They're going to get rid of that. Maybe eventually, but right now, not for a bit. It's going to be like, well, no, no, not for a bit. I bet you like, they're going to give you the options. They'll give you, oh, you can play through the app on your uh, Switch, or you can play through your app on your phone or your iPad tablet, or you can play it through the console at your house, mm-hmm. or your smart TV, or your laptop, just yeah. like Stadia. Right? Yeah. 
Exactly like but that. Stadia isn't going to have any set top box, right? It's just going to be a controller and a fucking. No, it's yeah. running off. It's running off that huge um, cloud system that they have running with their Stadia servers, which are running what ten teraflops, but they can double those for a game. So they showed a game running twenty teraflops. Is that right? Is that what I'm saying? Is I saying that right? Uh, well, there's lots of different kind of. Flops. Well, no, what they have on the uh, on the Xboxes, you know. Uh, so probably petaflops. No, no. Gigaflops. No. What does the Xbox have? Why am I drawing a blank? Flops uh, have to do with how fast the processor is. So no, per second or something like that. God damn it. Why am I blanking on this now? Yeah, the Xbox has terabytes. Well, that's right? the size of storage. Okay, no, that's not it. Um, God, I'm totally blanking on the name. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm trying to look for it. Because the Stadia has 10.6, PlayStation has 4.2, and the Xbox has 6.0. So, according to this website, extremetech.com, the Stadia is partnered with AMD to deploy a custom GPU with 10.7 teraflops. Teraflops, that's what it is. Okay, but you can double that through the cloud, and they showed it in a game where you can have 20 running. But that, I mean, it sounds like if there's a dedicated GPU, this will actually be a set-top box also. Uh, no, all you need is that dongle, that $79 HD dongle for your TV. Yeah, but that's going to contain the GPU. No, that's you can buy that now. That's, hmm. uh, that's out now for TV streaming, if you want to stream through Google TV HD. Okay, but the weird thing would be then, why does the Stadia need... Eight gigabytes of HM, HBM2 RAM. That's what's running at the at the cloud servers, so they can double that whenever they want. So at their where, so your set top box is their cloud servers, mm-hmm. just like Xbox is doing now. So you'll be able to, and they can they can spin up like two or three at a time. You know how many ever you need. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, and they have a custom. Uh, yeah, they have a custom place for all this shit. I don't know. Yeah, no, there'll be warehouses all over the country if this thing takes off, that's for sure. And those warehouses will just be full of servers and these uh, particular gizmos. I don't... Eh, hmm. I have to read more about it. So they showed a guy playing keyboard and mouse. He went from keyboard and mouse to a tablet, from a phone to a keyboard and mouse to a tablet. Mm-hmm. And their controller looks to, like an unholy baby between a fucking Xbox and a PlayStation. Yeah, controller. I don't like their controller. In the, uh, but it like um, Gizmodo says it's more precise than the Xbox One controller plugged in. There's less latency. With, okay. With that controller, then with an Xbox One X controller plugged in, hmm. as a hardware, I'm like, huh, that's weird. No, it just means newer tech. 
Oh, it's running on Wi-Fi. And I think Xbox is Bluetooth. Yeah, it is near right. field communication of some kind. I don't know if it's infrared or Bluetooth. I forget. I think it's. I think they're Bluetooth. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all Bluetooth now. But the um, yeah, this thing. I don't know. We'll see with the controller. I want to see what multiplayer looks like with a game running. They say it can pump it up. They're gonna pump this up. They can bump it up to 8K, 120 frames per second. Jesus. In the in the next couple of years. That's ridiculous. Because right now they started at 1080p, and now they're going for 4K, 60 frames a second, streaming. Watch, you're going to pay for different tiers, too. Oh, you want the 4K, 60 frames per second? Okay, that's uh, 50 bucks a month. 1080p, well, 40, or whatever, you know? Well, if they want that, they can put that in there. They can make it... No, they have to make it... Com- competitive with or they can make it free and you have to buy the games or make it a service and you get all the games they i my guess would be that it is going to be a a subscription service and uh it will have a rotating roster of free games um and then you'll have to buy games you want to be able to keep playing well they have a bunch of um First party games coming to this thing. Of course they do. They said. Uh, and I, we didn't see a game. So I don't know. We don't know what their application for. Yeah, multiplayer is the biggest competitor right now mm-hmm. to see what they can. And what else does it do? Like it can capture stuff on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can ask people to play a game with you and have them line up just like a quarter. On the mm. old arcade machines. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> if you're a streamer, it's more towards like streamers. You know, that makes people. Sense. They want to make all their, uh, they want to take away from Twitch and fucking Mixer and all those yeah, competitors. It's, yeah, that's what they want to do, but they want to make their own system as well. Yeah, well, if they get everyone back onto their system, then everyone will use YouTube for game streaming. Yeah, and, well, I don't know, man. Twitch is pretty... Well, YouTube is putting on a lot of restrictions right now, I guess, mm-hmm. for people yeah. that are streaming and stuff. So they so Twitch might be better, or Mixer might be better now because there's less restrictions. That might be. I don't know. But maybe YouTube carves it out in some way. I don't know. But, you know, YouTube's got their own headache to deal with with those fucking weird Momo memes and all that shit. Well, yeah, it's going to be YouTube. It's going to be Stadia, which is a weird name. I don't know what it means. Yeah, Stadia, st- like the actual word? Yeah, that's the name of the system, Stadia. Which means, I don't know. I think it's a Latin word. Um, for what? For system? For systemless system? or What? <clears throat> Yeah, here it is. So, uh, Stadia is a plural of stadium. Oh. Stadia, okay, stadium. And it's also the plural of stadion, which is an old unit of distance, like a mile or a meter. Stadion. I-O-N, stadion. Stadion. Oh. 
I don't know. Yeah. The system itself looks strange. I mean, the controller itself, I don't like. Yeah, I'm not the, a fan of it. I like the offset thumbsticks. I don't like them being in line. I tried to play with my kid on his PlayStation 4, and I just fucking kept missing the whole fucking stick. Well, it's they're, they're weird, man. They're teeny. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah. thumbs keep hitting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those controllers are pretty pinner. Mm-hmm. And they're light. I don't know. They don't have like weight to them. I don't know. I don't like them. Yeah. And they uh, and they die because they have that stupid light in the front. Yeah, the Google uh, controller looks like it's much the same. The Google has the um, what's it called? The it has the share button for YouTube. Of course. Instead of for whatever Twitch, and then it has a help button. So if you're mm-hmm. stuck in a part of the map, instead of bringing up YouTube on something else, your tablet or whatever, it pops up right there. And shows you exactly where you are on the in the game, and it helps you out. If you're stuck and you want and you want a hint, hmm. so you don't have to bring up your phone or have another tablet. You know they're trying to be like, so you have to bring up your phone or have another tablet to uh, you know uh, hang it out. You know, it's it's it was a weird presentation. Mm-hmm. And then and then they had. Uh, I'm gonna open this. Jesus. <laughs> they had um, uh, a, I don't. They didn't have any major gaming guys come out that I recognized. I'm sure like people in the industry go, "Oh my god." Mm-hmm. Uh, Jade Raymond is the only person I recognize or have heard of. She's been in. She's been dealing with, and she's running the whole gaming part. Mm. Uh, she's been around forever, but then after that, I don't know. There's they don't have a set game like they don't have a Halo, they don't have a Gears, they don't have a mm-hmm. uh, Uncharted. They don't, you know. Right. No, they will though. Watch. Well, they have Ubisoft is backing them, so I'm sure Ubisoft is making a Stadia game that mm-hmm. will use all the technology. It might make it might be like the best for a first person game, or I mean, a, um, uh, is that what I mean? Yeah, not a multiplayer game, a single player game. It might be the best single player games out there. It might have the best graphics for a single player game, <clears throat> but I don't know. Again, it depends on the latency and the speed of your internet. Well, that's what I mean. That's it's going to divide the people. You know, they're going to have Stadia people are going to be like all the rich kids with high speed internet, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I play on Xbox. And it's going to be cross platform play. Also, they're allowing all their games to be cross play, which they need to because they have no audience. <laughs> yeah. They don't have anybody at all. I'm trying. Nobody came out as far as gamers, or but they'll pay people like, like that dude Ninja like a million dollars, like they did to play Fortnite. Oh yeah, they'll pay. You know, they'll pay a bu- those type of people. Like uh, what's it called? Firestorm just came out for Battlefield Five, and wow, all the top streamers are playing that for some reason, huh? Yeah, I wonder how much they got paid. 
Huh, really weird. But that's how you do it. You have 40,000 people watching you consecutively. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, you just get paid to play those games all day. <laughs> yeah, why not? I was watching some of it. It looks interesting. I mean, I wouldn't say no, would you? No. I don't know. It's It'd feel claustrophobic, though, right? You'd be like, okay, I can't leave now. <clears throat> well, no, I'd fucking make sure that my schedule allowed for a life. Well, yeah. You just do Monday through Friday, like 12 to 5. Mm-hmm. Bam. You know? There's your hours right there. <laughs> 12 to 5, Monday through Friday. <clears throat> and you're all set. Or you can do like, yeah, like a live podcast and go, hey, I'm going to go stream games and then go stream games. Mm-hmm. And then come back and then, and then bam, your show's over. There you go. Bam, that's the new attention deficit order, guys. There we go. <laughs> We're doing it. We're trying to make money now. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh yeah, the thing looks ugly. They need to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's they say it's coming out this fall. They should have released it now. They should have released it like, oh, coming uh, May 28th or March 28th. And then people were like, what? Yeah, for, for eight, what was it? 8K, 120 frames per second is what they're going for in the next couple of years. Of course they are. Within a five mile radius of Google servers is <laughs> what it's going to be. Mm hmm. I think it will. But uh, I, w- I want to try it out. But where am I? Where can I try it out? Are they going to give me a free controller? How much will the controller be? Uh, probably not too bad. 70 bucks, like an Xbox or a PlayStation controller? No, it's going to be a $100 controller, I bet you. A piece of shit's not worth 100 bucks. $100 controller. <clears throat> But it's as it's built in. It's the technology that's built into it, right? I'm sure that'll be the claim. But if you take it apart, it's the same <clears throat> junky crap that they put inside the standard controllers for every other console. Mm, that's true. <clears throat> you know, they'll have like their pro version. I'm sure. Uh, but, oh well, yeah. Down the line, this is yeah. a multi-billion dollar company getting into this um, gaming thing and it's weird they're they have to be at e3 this year right they have to be Mm. they have to they have to show some games or xbox is just gonna go hey what's up yeah we're way better you what I said I don't know. I think Xbox, they say the YouTube's a great idea, but other than that, it's, uh, they say they're pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Just because they have way more games. And if you can get their Xbox Game Pass on a Switch and play all those games, just like Cuphead uh, just came out on the Switch. Or it's coming out on the Switch soon. Hmm. 
know, all those type of games. When you get all those type of games in there, that's where it's going to dominate. If you can, they showed Forza 4 on a phone hmm. or Forza, whatever, 7 on a phone. People don't believe it. I think uh, it's people, once it becomes clear that you can play games streaming, you know, multiplayer online in the next two to three years, and you won't really need a keyboard and mouse unless you prefer it. Mm-hmm. Is what they're going to start getting at. Is what they're going to start getting to. Right. I'd say in f- five in five years, game streaming will be more popular. Not yeah. than not than PCs, but mm. it might be more popular than uh, consoles. Well, that may be. I mean, you're going to have more and more people who well, are used to being uh, digital only in every regard, you know, kind of makes sense. Well, just like the uh, multiplayers. Like, all, mm-hmm. all, I mean, all the uh, mobile phones, there's more people playing those than there are consoles. Yeah. Well, and you got to think about, too, like, when was the last time you bought a physical disc? Mm-hmm. Right? It's been, like, forever. Mm-hmm. We had. A, I'm trying. Uh, Same here. I think. <clears throat> I don't know. I can't remember. More than five years ago. Yeah. At least five. At least five years ago. Four, four, three. Within three to five years, I bought. And I bought Mad Max Fury Road. That was in 2015. Yeah. So yeah. So that's, I think, the last physical movie I bought. But, yeah, I'm not a collector, and I don't like, you know, collecting all the movies. I was like, whatever. I'll never watch it again. I'll just stare at the movie and think about it and go, eh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah, eh. Okay, I remember that movie. Oh, okay, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I remember that movie. Yeah, you just don't need to buy physical stuff anymore. Memory is so cheap at all, you know. Well, people are mad they lost all their uh, MySpace stuff. More. You know, and all that stuff went out of business. Mm-hmm. All their MySpace bullshit. Okay. I want to go over Apple before. Also, since we're talking about games. Okay. So instead of games... They come out, so they have Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. Okay, then they have the Apple Credit Card. Mm, of course. Okay. Um, uh, the Apple Credit Card looks pretty cool, but whatever. Why? <clears throat> Sorry, I forgot to tell you. Hmm. And then they have... Um, uh, Apple, what's the other one? Yeah, the Apple credit card with no fees, no late fees, no service fees. Uh, it's basically your, um, it's your Apple Pay. That's right. It's your Apple Pay where you, if you can't use it in a foreign country, you know, but, oh, just use my card. And there's no code on it whatsoever. 
There's no numbers on it. There's no signature on the back. There's no swiping. Hmm. It's all a little digital imprint on a titanium card with your name and uh, engraved on it. <laughs> Ooh. So the Apple card. That was a, and they had. Holy shit! Okay, so they came out with like the TV. So they had the Apple card, and then they did um, the new Apple Wallet or whatever the fuck. Uh, but then after that, they started. They did Apple Arcade. So that's. 10 bucks a month, every game on the phone for 10 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So you can play every game. That, if you play all the app games on the Apple phone, it's like perfect for you. Right? So that's 10 bucks a month for that. Yeah, hopefully my kids don't find out about that. <laughs> yeah. It's a good deal. If you, you know how many games are on that fucking thing? Yeah. It's like a thousands and thousands of games. More than that, man. Hundreds and thousands of apps and games. So, oh, they have magazine now. So you might like this. If you like reading mm-hmm. uh, magazines and stuff, nine ninety nine a month, 300 magazines like National Geographics and all the other ones. You know, uh, moving pictures for the covers of the National Geographics and stuff like that. I look pretty sick. Hmm. But that's a great deal if you like reading magazines. 10 bucks a month. For and it's like like a seven thousand dollar if you had to pay for every one of those magazines. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah, like and they showed like all the big magazines. So that's another one. That's another ten bucks I want to suck out of your pocket. So ten bucks, mm-hmm. ten bucks for the games, ten bucks for the magazine service, and then if and then they have ten bucks for um, M's eating a burrito. If you can hear something in the background. So uh, ten, <laughs> yeah, ten bucks for uh, okay. So now, they, okay, I did the what were the other two? Okay, so now they introduce Apple TV Plus. Okay, and the screen goes dark, and who pops out? Steven fucking Spielberg. Mm. Okay, so he's in Cupertino. Steven Spielberg pops out. Um, and then after that, uh, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Then Jason Momoa pops out. <laughs> Mommy! <laughs> yeah, he's like, Mommy! Jason Momoa was there. Uh, Captain America. Captain America was in the audience. Um, sure. Paul, uh, what's his name? Uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad Paul. Oh, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul was there. <clears throat> um... Yeah, and J.J. Abrams came out at one point. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. So they're just going all in with this Apple thing. And people are giving Steven Spielberg shit because he's like, oh, I don't like streaming services. And then he comes out on this Apple stage, right, two weeks later. (coughs) Hey, it's me, Steven Spielberg. I I don't have an exclusive bajillion dollar contract with the company that's streaming my stuff. Oh, wait, but Apple's willing to pay me? Okay. Or or it has nothing to do with... This is Apple TV. This isn't Apple movies. He's doing Apple TV. Mm. There's a difference. That's how he's getting around it. Well, that's how... That's something no one has brought up. 
they just want to jump on the fact that he's supporting another streaming service when he hates on Netflix not putting their movies in theaters and only showing them on TV. Yeah. I want to see their movies in theaters. You know, I'd rather see a movie on a theater than on a TV if I had the option. You know? Yeah, yeah. But the um so yeah, so he came out promoting amazing stories or remaking that shit again. Really? Yep. He's like amazing stories. Me 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 me. And then um uh Are You Sleeping is another drama focusing on America's obsessed with true crime podcasts. That sounds weird. Um, Octavia Spencer was there. Yeah, she came out. Uh, she's a journalist. Oh, Aaron Paul plays a serial killer with Lizzie Kaplan playing twin sisters whose parents were brutally murdered. This is the show called Are You Sleeping? Or Dexter Part 2? This is uh, Apple TV. Okay, Calls. Calls is an experimental French series that tells the stories through real-life audio. Very few visuals. There's a ho 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 I can't see anything. Ho 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 And then we have Central Park. Uh here's your favorite one. A musical animated comedy from Bob's Burgers creator. Yeah. Uh will feature a family of caretakers who live in New York. Iconic Oh, New York's iconic park. Which one's that? And end up living, end up saving it and the world. Josh Gad, who serves as a producer of the show. Titus Burgess. Uh, Kristen Bell. Stanley Tucci. David Diggs. And Catherine Hanna. Uh, dude, that's a lot of people in there. Voice cast. So that's animated. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that sounds okay. Defending Jacob. Oh, that sounds religious. Uh, defending is a crime series about a father, uh oh, dealing with his 14 year old son's murder charges. It stars Chris Evans, that's why Captain America was there, and, and Michelle Donkery as Jacob's parents, and Jaden Martell from It as Jacob. Okay, Dickinson. A coming-of-age comedy about the life of Emily Dickinson. <laughs> That's going to be fucking hysterical. Haley Seinfeld from Bumblebee is a 19th-century poet. Dickinson <laughs> will have a half-hour episode. Also joining the cast will be Jane Kukowski, Oh, as Emily Dickinson. I'm sure they're going to be able to play off her uh, fucking suicide as a uh, what? really funny moment. I'm sure. Like, whoops. Yeah, didn't Emily Dickinson die of suicide? I don't know. Hey, Google, did Emily Dickinson die of suicide? My apologies. I don't understand. She doesn't understand suicide. Okay, um, okay, Dickinson. Okay, For All Mankind. Here we go. A science fiction series that centers around the big what if. What if we continued the space race? Joel Kitterman, your favorite guy. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, whatever the fuck that one with the sleeves. Uh, House of Cards and Michael Dorman from Patriot. 
I don't know about that. Foundation. Oh, here we go. Based on Isaac Asimov's science fiction saga of the same name, the Foundation television series will explore the thousand-year stories of the Foundation, a civilization based on psychohistory philosophies of Harry Seldon. Is that right? Yeah. That's totally... It, I mean, that, it's a fantastic fucking foundational sci-fi series. That's J.J. Abrams right there. Oh, yeah. That's right up his alley. That's totally um, what he's working on. What? And uh, The books were interesting as fuck. I'll tell you that much. But um, they're going to have to do a lot to update them because to Asimov, like, the height of technology was atomic fucking energy. <laughs> so everything ran on fusion uh, or on nuclear fission. Oh, they they'll like go solar power. Yeah, it'll be something, but <clears throat> or some shit like that. And Dickinson didn't die by suicide. She died a fucking horrible wasting illness. What, what was it? Wasting? Uh, it's called, Ill- yeah, a wasting illness called Bright's disease. Bright's disease. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound so bright. No, it doesn't. Why is what Bright's disease? What the hell is that Bright's disease? Okay, we'll do one more before we take a break. There's like four more shows. Okay, and uh, two shows from Sesame Street Workshop. Who gives a shit? Okay. Little Little (laughs) America. That was fast. Oh, who gives a fucking home? Here's home. Uh, Top 10 episode. Home will give an inside look into the world's most luxurious living spaces. That sounds boring. It's like what you don't have is what it should be called. You know, <laughs> or what you'll never get. Or it should be called Fat Chance. Or, yeah, right. <laughs> or, you really think you got this? Okay, let's see. Um, Little America from the Big Sick. Camille Nanjiani was there. He came mm-hmm. out. Uh, he is a Big Sick. It's basically about immigrants coming to America. It's like a document. It's a different immigrant. Every story. Eh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, Little Voice, a romantic comedy uh, produced by J.J. Abrams, Ben's whatever, is about finding your voice in your 20s and finding your way in the world. It's about a young woman who moves to New York and becomes a musician. And uh, Sarah Bareilles, have you heard of her? Here, let's play this real quick. Familiar-ish. Here we go. I'll play this. She's like, oh, I want to sing a song from it. It's everything I am and what I'm not and all I'm trying to be. <laughs> what was that look, Em? Okay, so she stops and sings that song live in front of everybody. Oh, Big Bird was there. How can I forget Big Bird? Fucking Big Bird showed up. Mother. You you flew right by uh, all the Sesame Street stuff. Oh, fuck them. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Big Bird was there.
Sneaky Merlins. Is that what they're called? That is, yeah. What? Hold on. You're breaking up. That's all right. So I went and saw the Sneaky Merlins. Um, they were opening up for a band called the Coffin Cats, which I have played on the show before. They are a psychobilly band out of Detroit. But the Sneaky Merlins... The uh, Cornhole kinda... Cats? What? The Cornhole Cats? The Coffin Cats. Uh. Cornhole Cats is a completely different band. Uh. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the Sneaky Merlins, they are... Um, I think local to me. I'm not positive, but most of the bands were, except for the op- the headliners. Oh so. yeah, the sneaky Merlins. Yep. They're so so they put on a good show. Uh, high energy, upbeat. Even though there was only about 25 people for a Monday night show. 25. Yeah, it was. It's a small club anyway, but. Um, yeah, the turnout was pretty crummy until the uh, Coffin Cats came on, and then there were probably 100 people in there. Whoa. Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. Back to Apple real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, then... Here, we did Magic Hour. We did Little Voice. Little Voice. A Little Voice romantic comedy series. J.J. Abrams. Magic Hour. How Magic Johnson Got AIDS. No. Based on the aspiring journalist Hidden Lekinski... Or Latsky, L-Y-S-I-A-K, who launched her own local newspaper, Magic Hour, will follow a young girl who's small town, whatever. Okay, and then Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon come out. And this is the show I might want to watch. And uh, Steve Carell was there. Jesus. There's so many fucking people in Cupertino the other day. Yeah, seriously. They all flew into Silicon Valley Airport. Basically, Moffat Field. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. they must have helicoptered right into fucking uh, the no. Apple headquarters. Like, landed right in the middle of the donut. No, they landed at uh, Silicon Valley Airport with a bunch of limos, and we're all limoed up there, you know. Come on. Sure. Okay, so uh, with star-studded cast, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, uh, the Raw Morning Show will tell a tale of a group of morning talk show hosts based on non-fictional top of the morning by Brian Steller, whatever that is. Uh, high Velocity Threat, whatever. That sounds funny. Uh, My Glory, based on memories uh, by Amy Silverstein, which focuses on author's experience with heart failure. What the fuck? Who's going to watch that? Okay, here we go. Apple Baby pur- boomers who are all dealing with heart failure. Apple purchased the rights to an adaption of Korean-American author ming Jing Lee's Pachinko. In 2018, the historical novel follows a Korean family as they migrate to Japan. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. We'll play Momoa. Yeah! Hear him? You missed the yeah. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so they came out. Jason Momoa. Okay, this sounds screaming about duck butter. No, he wasn't like, look at my duck butter to his co-star. Okay, so this they're in this show called C. It's a sci-fi series from Stephen Knight, 
about a future where human race has lost its sense of sight. A set of twins who can see and threaten to disrupt the status quo. Momoa plays Baba Voss, a fearless leader and warrior. (laughs) But it's like set a thousand years after mankind has lost sight. So everyone's evolved with no sight. So like they're thinking um, as if it's like better to not have seen it all. You know what I mean? Like, like the a human, human, humankind has evolved without sight over thousands of years, and right. these guys come in with sight. And like, what the fuck? They don't even know if sight. Like, it's been so long, they don't even know if sight is real or not. Right. You know what I mean? But everyone still has eyes. Well, they have no. It's probably skin covered their face. I don't know. <laughs> not in the shots I'm looking at. Oh, they still have eyes. Well, there you go. But yeah. their, their eyes are dead in their head. They're all, <laughs> that sounds pretty interesting. Out of all the shows, they showed like a split second of the show. Okay, then we have Swagger, inspired by basketball star Kevin Durant's childhood. That sounds amazing. Uh, movies. Wait, uh, it, wait, I just have a question about C real quick. If if they can't see, why are they all wearing clothes? That's what I'm saying. You know, but that's what they've evolved without sight for thousands of years. So, mm-hmm. you know, they'd be like, "Hey, we've evolved with clothes too." <laughs> if I look keep at, putting these things on, we're not quite sure why. Yeah, and then okay, here's the movies. Okay, but if Spielberg's name is on any of these movies, man, then it's time to flip the desk. That's it. Uh, Elephant Queen about a huge woman. <clears throat> Now, a documentary about an elephant queen debuted at last year's Toronto Film Festival is narrated by the silky voice of Chueta El Jafor. You know, I did see a little bit about this one. What is it? Um, What's it about? So, basically, um, there are only a handful of elephants in all of Africa that have, like, the the long tusks that actually reach all the way to the ground. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a nature documentary about <laughs> okay, a particular okay. elephant matriarch. So it's going to be shot in 4K and look all crisp and clean. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Yep. And much. then they're just going to shoot an elephant at the end. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Huge With a giant gun. gun, like a cannon. <laughs> yep. They shoot all four elephants at, at the same time. And they just drop at the same time. Like, they, mm-hmm. they divide the, your screen into fours at the end of the movie. And just, poof, we had to shoot these elephants. Okay, Hala premiered at Sundance. Muslim household who is caught between cl- Colt and Clasher. Colt and Clasher. <laughs> oh, and Sofia Coppola came out, but no Bill Murray. Uh, they're doing a, a movie called On the Rocks with Rashida Jones. As a a woman reunited with her grandson. Wolf Walkers. Here we go. Uh, It's an animated film about a young woman who tries to hunt down wolves in Ireland. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, here. Okay, then. The Queen Bee Herself came out. Oprah Winfrey. Okay, she was there. And she's uh, partnered with Apple. 
for exclusive content, including two documentaries, one focused on toxic labor laws and one on sexual harassment in the workplace and another focusing on mental health. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Astronaut Snoopy. Uh, untitled CAA drama. Damien Chazelle is going to do a series. We don't know anything else. M. Night Shyamalan a Ding Dong. Uh, has a movie that's uh, a psychological thriller which revolves around a young woman, parents, and a nanny. I mean, does he make any other movies besides psychological thrillers? Honestly? Not really. Richard Gere is a about <laughs> two-time vets who are best friends and their lives completely change when they, they find out woman they were both in love with has been killed. Uh, let's see. Comedy who brought us from New York. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Creators. Uh, here we, this sounds cool. Charlie Day will head the series, which is set in a video game development studio. <laughs> it's the first collaboration since It's Always so- Sunny with Danny Putty and F. Murray Abraham will star. Stratum. Australia convict who finds a new life in India. Time Bandits remake. They're making a TV show about Time Bandits and Lost Earth. Losing Earth. So, I don't know, guys. We'll see what happens with this shit. Apple TV. Or Apple TV Plus. That's another 10 bucks a month. For that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, well... <clears throat> I'm glad to see that, you know, I was able to cut my cable bill, but now if I want to watch all the shows that sound like they may be interesting, I've got to pay a cable's bill worth of money to about 15 different companies. It's going to be great. That's the problem, man. Hopefully this time, by this time next week, I'll have Avengers tickets. Mm. Cross your fingers. They go on sale next week, officially April 2nd. Well, hopefully this time next week I'll have tickets to see the Swing and Utters uh, play fucking a beer bar down here. Well, I think those will be easier to get than my Avengers tickets. <laughs> face to face and Flog and Molly sold out. I didn't get to see them. That oh. pissed me. Well, I'm knocking on wood here for Avengers tickets. So we'll see. I don't know, man. So, I don't know. So, yeah, Apple, they're getting into the video game and TV movie game with Apple TV Plus, and it's going to be able to stream on smart TVs. That's their biggest thing. They're going to be able to stream it on tablets now. So, they're not sticking straight to their little black little box you have to buy all the time, which is a smart move. Yeah, anything to get rid of devices, right? I mean, I've got I've got ridiculous amounts of electronics in my house. I looked at my uh, my dead tech cabinet. I have a cabinet in my room where I just throw old phones and you know busted up laptops and shit like that. Yeah, I've got three Kindles, about six phones, and two laptops in there. <laughs> I've got to figure Jesus. out how to dispose of. Let's go recycle it. Yeah, well, there's uh, companies that I want to wipe everything because 
at least down here, there's a company that uh, they put little kiosks in malls and stuff. You take your device and you throw it in this little hopper and they'll give you some ducats for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that work? Uh, you tell them what model, whatever gizmo is you're putting in and they'll give you going rate. I mean, it's better than nothing. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah, those... Um... What the fuck are they? God damn it. They're, it's like a huge... It's almost like a coin star. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Except instead of a little hopper for your pennies and nickels and shit, it's uh, a big one. You can stick up to a 14-inch laptop in there or 15-inch laptop. Oh, wow. All right, what story you got before I do my first rating? Of uh, five movies. I'm going to do Shazam. Mm-hmm. And a little bit. Um, well, a little bit of sad news. You don't have to death whistle this guy. Um, Here we go. He's already played his own death whistle, I'm sure. Uh. Um, but Ralph Metzner, uh, who was one of the psychedelic researchers along with Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert that uh, co-authored the psychedelics experience and um, you know, basically pushed the idea of using acid and other psychedelics as a form of therapy or, you know, a way to expand your perspective on the world, things like that. Um, so, uh, he passed away just recently. Uh, where was it? Where'd he go? Oh, he what did he die from LSD overdose? <laughs> well, considering they, what gave it elephant 50 gallons of fucking LSD and it didn't die. <laughs> it was that? fucking having a good time though. Yeah, that was a happy-ass elephant. Um, but no, about a week ago, I think it was, that it popped up. I don't have an exact date. Oh, uh, I guess March 15th, 2019. I do have a date. Um, mm. But yeah, he, he died at 82. Um, so, you know, I got to say, uh, between him and Leary and Albert, um, the, they started a whole subculture that I took part in, and I'm happier and better off for it i'd say <clears throat> so a little tip of the hat to him ralph metzner ralph metzner yeah rip motherfucker poor ralph oh well okay you ready for the first movie yay or nay yay nay go for it okay um uh, no Where'd it go now? Okay, here we go. Bam. All right. Us or U.S. or U.S. or us. A family's serenity turns into chaos when a group of doppelgangers begin to terrorize them. In the movie called Us from Jordan Peele. 
the most famous black horror director of our day now. Starring Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss, Tim Heidecker, uh, Shandaya Wright, uh, Ava Alex, uh, Yama Adaba, I don't know, uh, Annie Depot. So let's see. What can I say about this movie that hasn't been said? Nothing. It's all been said. That's it, guys. Um, so, this movie is filmed in Santa Cruz. Uh, the opening shot of the movie is set in 1986. And guess what movie they happen to be filming in Santa Cruz in 1986? They mention it. They mention the lot. They don't mention the Lost Boys. They go, hey. They're filming a movie over here. Maybe you can be an extra when he talks to his little girl. So this is the cold open. Santa Cruz, 1986. The the dad's playing whack-a-mole. There's so many hidden messages in this whole movie. It's a clusterfuck. So I'm going to spoil it a little bit because no one here is going to watch it. And people that are listening have already seen it. Uh, so the kid goes down. Goes down the boardwalk into the sand when the dad's playing whack-a-mole. And she wins the 11th prize. Bam, takes the 11th prize. Jeremiah 11.11 is used a lot in this. You read the Bible, you know what that is. You can quote it, right? <laughs> what now? Jeremiah 11.11 from the Bible. Oh, yeah, totally. Let me uh, just pull that out of my ass real quick. Is, uh, is used a lot in this. Uh, so, so she walks past the guy, Dude, Jeremiah. Type 11, in 11. Jeremiah, and the first thing that pops up on Google is Jeremiah eleven eleven. Of course it is, because everyone's <laughs> googling what it means. Yeah, what is that again? Uh, yeah. Do you want to read it? Some of it. There, it's not long. Therefore, thus saith the Lord: Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. So basically, I'm going to fucking unleash holy hell on you, and then I'm going to walk away and fuck you off. So that's like a, a ongoing theme within this whole movie. Yeah, it makes sense. So they have the Jeremiah 11, 11 thing. She drops the red apple, you know, the blob, you know, the apple before. And then she goes into this fun house with mirrors. She hears a noise. Uh, she sees somebody that looks like her in this fun house, the little girl. Mm-hmm. And then, bam, cuts to modern day. The family's going to Santa Cruz. Uh, or they're going to a beach house. I don't know where there are because they drive to Santa Cruz and it takes the, uh, a day to go to Santa Cruz almost. From where? And they don't say. But mm. they, they show Santa Cruz like a motherfucker. But when they get to Santa Cruz, the mom's freaking out because the, the, of her being traumatized as a little girl. Like, I don't want to go here. I don't want to go here. Yeah. I told you. Yeah, and so they go to the beach. They meet up with their white friends. It's all the movie has a lot of like hidden messages of like the have and have nots. Um, yeah, and like the scissors have a meaning of two pieces becoming a whole. Like, there's all these weird meanings for his uh, for his movie. 
And uh, and that's the cold open of the movie. Also, besides that, is um, Hands Across America, and it shows his influences for the movie are like Chud, The Man with Two Brains, and Nightmare on Elm Street. These are VHS tapes that are sitting on the side of the TV as mm. it's like panning in. Uh, yeah, The Man with Two Brains, Nightmare Before Elm Street, um, Chud, The Right Stuff. For some reason, that's the second time I've seen The Right Stuff. In a movie. Uh, what's the other term? So so once they get back from Santa Cruz, the, the kid walks away and walks back. The kid has a fucking mask on. They come back. They see a family standing in their yard. You know, and it f- turns out to be their opposites. They're doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. Right? So when those guys come, they start freaking them out. They battle all their doppelgangers. Eventually, you know, they destroy them all. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Except for one, one little kid. I was going to uh, say, so you think. Um, and, and then they go to the white people's houses. Right? And uh, there's a great scene in which uh, they tell... Basically, it's in Alexa. They tell it to call the police. And it blasts fuck the police while they're being killed. So, so they have NWA in there. Play, being played while this whole family's slaughtering the people. And it reminds me of when the kids, like the mom is being taken captive. So they go to the white people's family. The white people family are just sta- sitting there. There's some great dialogue in between all, Eric Heidecker and his and his wife of him not getting off. It's like, I think I heard something out there. He's like, great. Cool. You know, it's like, I don't feel like getting up. I'm comfortable right here. You know, that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's scissors in the neck. They have twin daughters that uh, that do gymnastics and stuff like that. So the so it pans out. The twins, the their doppelganger twins, all come out at once and stab them all in the neck. And there's blood everywhere. Really cool shot of uh, them killing the whole family. Um, and so while this is playing, um, the family walks up, you know, going, oh my god, we've just been attacked, and they find out that it's the Heideckers, the, they're doppelgangers, because they're, mm. they're all wearing red jumpsuits and wearing gloves. Mm. And, it, and it, sort of ex- it sort of explains where the, that all came from. So everyone's doppelganger. So in the beginning of the movie, it, sells, it says that there's tunnels everywhere underneath. Uh, he's trying to make up his own myth. You know, there's tunnels everywhere underneath um, the United States. Some are used, some have no idea what they're used for, and blah, blah, blah. You know, and some of them just disappear. Mm-hmm. Or some weird shit like that, I don't know. There's so much, like, hidden stuff in this movie, I can't explain it all. People say it's political. Some people say it's social. Uh, other people say it's just a straight horror movie. With no hidden meaning. But yeah, so it's basically you're fighting yourself, right? Us. Yeah. Um, at one point, they called themselves Americans. So basically, they've been underground. The he, uh, the government has learned how to clone people. And they clone doubles of everybody. Right? <clears throat> they, Evil doubles? Uh, just doubles, but they have no souls. And mm, they're basically... They're, they're called the tethered. So everything we're doing up here, they're doing down there. But just like mimicking it. Right, mm. so if I'm sitting here talking, there's my my tethered is sitting below me, or somewhere in a tunnel somewhere, uh, just sitting somewhere talking, but not saying anything because they don't have voices. 
Right, just just mimicking, like almost like a puppet. Oh, they're not saying exactly what you're saying. They're just going through the same kind of motion yes. or something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it shows a bunch of the tethered, like on roller coasters, and they're spinning around, and it shows a bunch of the tethered, um, uh, just playing games and walking around. It's weird. It's a total. Hmm. It's yeah. It's it's a flip side. So it's basically the haves and the have-nots, right? So everyone mm-hmm. below is the have-nots. And everyone above where we are, we're taking it. We're taking advantage, or we're not taking advantage of all the, um, all the, all the, um, all the riches we have and all the opportunities and stuff. You know, you know, it's like a message to America, right? We're just sitting on our asses doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got from it. But uh, uh, a lot of other people have gotten. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, the the whole it's Republicans are the red are the people underneath, and and it's how like the Republicans divided themselves, you know, between um, good and bad, how like mm. how they just became or or how the Democrats became completely flipped, you know, to be more violent than the Republicans. You know what I mean? It's a weird like flip. Was, I don't know. I can't explain it really. I saw the movie three times. I'm still like, huh. Because you find out eventually, big spoiler alert, guys, at the end here, you find out that this girl the whole time that's been above was the tethered one the whole time. Mm. She knocked out the real one, locked her up down there, right? And then took her shirt, put it on, walked up. The parents thought she disappeared and was traumatized from it. Mm-hmm. You know, so she has a whole family. She, you know, <clears throat> so she's nervous about going there because she escaped from there. Oh, you know, so it leaves. It's so that's why I have to see the movie twice. You see it from totally two different perspectives. So now instead of the tethered one being the enemy, it's the other way around. Right? She's the one who's been locked up and trying to get revenge. She's like, okay, finally you've come back, you fucking bitch. You locked me up when I was like eight years old down here. And she becomes a leader because she's the only one who could talk. She has mm-hmm. a soul. So she leads all these people out of there. It's, re- mm-hmm. it's strange. She leads the revolt of the tethered, huh? Yes, she leads the revolt of the tethered. And uh, she had to have, like when you had a pregnancy, she had a pregnancy. You know, so she had two other kids, right? The same mm-hmm. time you did. Or, you know, but stuff like that. tethered. Well, one of them came out mutated and has like a burnt face and is all like animalistic, you know. Like, uh, but they all played their opposites. So Lapita Nyong'o played her opposite and they did great jobs playing their opposites. That's cool. Yeah, completely different. Huh? It sounds like an interesting flick. Uh, it was very interesting. People were way into it. There's a I was in a semi half black crowd opening night. <laughs> uh, let's see, Red is in the credits. What's another? Yeah, Lost Boys, Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Several key scenes take place at the board. They never show Lost Boys Bridge though. Well, that would be too much, wouldn't it? Why? <laughs> I think it's enough to have it at the boardwalk. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Peele gave the cast 10 films to watch so they would have a shared language which uh, 
Dead Again in 91, The Shining in 1980, The Babadook 2014. It follows A Tale of Two Sisters, uh, The Birds, Funny Games 97, Martyrs, 2000, why 2008 Martyrs? Come on, dude. Should be the 97 Martyrs. Um, Let the Right One In 2008, and A Sixth Sense. So those are the movies. Uh, oh, he. Prov- oh, Jordan Peele is a. He's the Funhouse nar- narrator. Okay. So he's the guy in the fun. Okay, Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Meta, blah 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 blah. Okay, Jeremiah eleven eleven, all over the place. Uh. Well, oh, while Winston uh, tries, Jason eats a bowl of dry Fruit Loops, a reference to his scene from uh, Jordan Peele's movie Get Out. Nah. Um, let's see. During the filming at Santa Cruz Beach Boric, the rides were all filled with dummies, and the CGI was used to create moving people. <laughs> That's pretty weird. <laughs> they couldn't just have people riding the rides. Yeah. Oh, the words Get Out, which was the title of Jordan Peele's previous film, 2017, can be seen carved into the sides of the entrance of the Hall of Mirrors. Huh. I have to go see it again, guys. Here we go. Uh, no, that's it. Um, Chud. Okay, so it was Chud, Goonies, The Right Stuff. Uh, these are the ones. Uh, Hands Across America commercial. The guns. Uh, a man with two brains. As yeah, it. Uh, one of the 20 uh, VHS copy of the right stuff appears in Captain Marvel. I already said that. And I don't know. But yeah, there is like people are going to write classes on this movie. It's so funny. So, okay, so. <clears throat> The black people represent the and the jumpsuits and the glove is the Michael Jackson glove on the right hand because the kid mm. is wearing a Thriller shirt and they're wearing uh, and they have red jumpsuits for Michael Jackson wearing red jumpsuits I guess I don't know mm. and, and uh, at one point she's like I, I, how does she talk she says, you are what you talk like this. Wah. When she starts first talking, like, what the fuck? It was more strange than creepy. Mm-hmm. So, okay, what did I rate this? God damn it. Where'd it go? Okay, so us. Whew. I don't know. Let's see. Oh, there it is. I have Shazam down there. Okay, us. Three to five ear holes, four to five eye holes, and four to five stabs to the neck or bad voices. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right, I'm about to talk Shazam in five minutes. I'm giving you a, a warning. Um, I'm talking <laughs> Shazam in five minutes. All right, go for it. What do you got? Uh, last week, did you talk about James Gunn getting a crack at Guardians 3? Uh, for a second, mm. I, uh, I'm surprised it happened. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm really not. You think well, about it. 
Guardians is one of the highest grossing Marvel movies. And it came out of nowhere. And it was largely because of James Gunn's directing and the writing. Oh, yeah. It was all because of his writing and directing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, I mean, it's got a strong cast, and there's definitely chemistry between all of them. But, uh, but you know, I mean, he's the heart and soul of the fucking franchise. So I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. really, at the end of the day, come on. The, Disney wants to make money. They don't really give a fuck what someone tweeted, like, fucking 10 years ago. Yeah, they are going to use a script and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so that means Guardians will come out in five years. About so. Well, no. Yeah. Apparently, Guardians is gonna bump uh, Suicide Squad two or the reboot of Suicide Squad, whatever. No, it won't. It is. That's I saw that reported by both Disney and uh, Gun. Really. Yep. That's Suicide stupid. Suicide Squad is taking a backseat to Guardians three. Oh, that's dumb. I want to see the Suicide Squad first. I did. I don't want to see a forced gun. I want to see Gun take his time with the other one. No, no, he's he's going to make Guardians three, and then he's going to go make Suicide Squad two. Really? Uh, I was looking more uh, forward to uh, Suicide Squad two, or no, Suicide Squad reboot. It's not even two. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> you know, I'd uh, rather I'd rather have him do that not first. What's happen? You know, when uh, when Disney says, "Hey, will you make this for us?" You tend to say yes now, I guess. <clears throat> and Warner Brothers can go fuck off. Oh man. <sighs> man. Oh well. Fuck them. Goddamn Warner Brothers. Well, if they can make a movie, a superhero movie, at least worth a damn. Well. Well, they've got, they've got maybe three in the recent run of DC, right? You've got have, uh, um, Man of Steel, you've got Wonder Woman, and I guess Aquaman. I haven't seen it yet, but well, it's a billion like, dollar movie. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read it. <coughs> I'm not going to. Here we go. She hasn't seen it yet. Ah. No one's seeing it. I had to fucking work. <laughs> uh, I'll do this one. <sighs> Here we go, guys. I'm doing this song because it wasn't in the movie, but... Shazam! I can't talk too loud about it, but... Shazam! This is a DC movie that's worth a damn. I'll tell you that much. Shazam actually gives me hope for uh, DC again. But it's like the standalones that do great, and then well, that's, they that's all they're doing. Than- that's all they're doing now. Is standalones. They're not doing any more universe anything. They're just making really? all standalones, just like a comic book movie would. A comic book would be. Like, here's this adventure of this guy, this adventure of this guy, you know? That's all they're doing now. So, Shazam doesn't have to mix with anything. It's sort of, like, hints at stuff, but not really. It's in the it's in the universe, you know? As, like, you see headlines of, like, Superman and, like, you know, like, in the commercial, that kid has, like, a batarang. And it's the mm-hmm. exact same one that he uses from, what's it called? Uh, what does he use it from? 
Batman vs. Superman. Batman vs. Superman, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Shazam, guys. This is the one. This is the... This is... This, like, blows Aquaman out of the water. Okay, let's see. Shazam. Uh, we have a super... We all have a superhero inside of all of us. It takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In Billy Batson's case... Uh, shouting one word, Shazam. This streetwise 14-year-old foster kid can turn into an adult-sized superhero. And they play it well. Between the two people, uh, Zach Levi and the kid, they play themselves pretty well. It's not like a drastic change between, oh, I'm an adult now, you know. He mm-hmm. has the same mentality as as Shazam. Right? Mm-hmm. But they, um... Yeah, it has a okay soundtrack. This isn't the real soundtrack. I don't think they put out the official soundtrack yet. Because I'm looking at some stuff. Like in... Um, they use like... Uh, like Queen in some of it when they're doing... Uh, like Don't Stop Me Now. They use that when they're practicing all their superheroes. Mm-hmm. Superhero powers. So yeah, so the whole thing is... Yeah, basically, you know the story of Shazam. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, more or less. And it's, this is the second feature film from the director he did lights out beforehand and before that he did annabelle creation and before that he did a youtube short called lights out uh and it shows because you know he makes fun of everything yeah they uh let's see um zachary levi is shazam damon hansu is the wizard uh mark strong is dr thaddeus um and let's see okay i won't spoil any of that stuff they have like a don't look at they spoil oh and our girl uh lavari what's her name again (laughs) oh yavina lavari yavina lavari she was fine she had no speaking parts (laughs) you know because i guess that's a lot of money but she uh like he walks in because he's like oh my god we can buy alcohol. So he goes in, he walks in, he's like, hey, where is the alcohol? You know, like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, what the fuck? Because he's dressed like a moron, right? And uh, points over at the alcohol. And they take it. Um, and then, you know, the place is getting held up, just like in the commercial. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, and she beats them all up. They take, the, they drink beer at first. They take a sip, spit it out. <laughs> They're like, oh, like immediately. Then they buy a bunch of sodas and chips. But uh, yeah, the way they uh, film it is good. The humor actually works, unlike Captain Marvel and unlike um, fuck, most Avengers movies. Uh, Avengers movies feel like they're forcing in humor in a dark thing. You know, just like uh, Age of Ultron, worst... Um, worst written Avengers movie yet. You know, just their banter is horrible. Mm. Uh, This banter is believable and it it, it makes sense. It makes sense of what he's doing as Shazam, you know, Mm. as like a kid who's first learning his powers. It makes total sense how he does it. And, uh, and And they bring up like his suit, like they have a black guy on a subway train making fun of his suit. <laughs> going, look at that man you got gold you got a white cape but you're pulling it off man you know mm-hmm. like just like it's like capping on him 
Um, yeah, when he like tries to find out his powers is great. When he battles the bad guys is fun. Um, yeah, it's it's good. There, there's a great teaser at the end that I won't spoil, but there is a teaser like in the it's like a mid credit teaser. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it involves somebody who's sort of super, but maybe not. He might be a man too. Right. But maybe but that's, not. That's been leaked all over the fucking place, man. Which one? In fact, the Superman shows up at the fuck in the movie. He's not in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's not in the movie. He's in a he's in a teaser, but you don't see his head. Right, because it's so, not fucking. No, it's not him. Fucking. But he's in the world still. He's still there. That's all it proves to me. He's still alive, man. Right. He's still in there. And the interesting thing in the comics was that uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam, Mm -hmm. he was just as powerful as Superman. They fought plenty of times, and uh, it was always a toss-up who would win. Oh, yeah, dude. They, like, he has, like, all the power of all the gods. You Mm -hmm. know? Like, they named off... they named off for. It's like... The S is for Socrates, for Solomon for intelligence. The H is fucking... Each letter in Shazam... Yeah, is one they have the guy whose attributes he has. Yeah, he has, he has Zeus's Zeus power. Like, he has, yeah, he has like every all the gods' powers. They named mm-hmm. him all off, you know, when he when he gets all the stuff. It's like the power right. of blah blah blah, and then the blah blah, and then he fights the seven deadly sins. I guess <laughs> that's what they're called. I guess that, that's straight from the comic, right? I don't. It has. I, to, it has to I've, be. I've read like three Shazam <laughs> graphic novels in my time. I, DC's not my gym, man. I was always a Marvel guy. Yeah, it's not mine either. But I read Batman a bit, and I read a little teeny bit of Shazam and Superman. But as far as movies go, they have better sound always. Um, and yeah, so this movie itself, it, it was funny, man. It mm. had it had like a it had like a big feel to it. Uh, and it was um. I think like the main part, not many main parts, but yeah, this is the this is another huge hit for DC. This is gonna make money faster than um, Aquaman. It'll make a billion dollars faster than Aquaman. I'm calling it right now. Well, let's just see about that. It will, and because it's family friendly, right? Mm-hmm. More family friendly than Aquaman. Uh, it moves a lot at a fast, a lot faster pace. Uh, it's kid friendly. You know, I think it's gonna make more money and faster than Aquaman. I think opening weekend a hundred million. Oh, it hasn't hit the theaters yet. You saw? No, uh, I saw it a sneak peek two uh, two weeks. I saw this. I saw it last Saturday mm-hmm. uh, at a uh, sneak preview. It comes out April fifth. But I'm saying oh, I'm gonna go see. I'll see. I'm gonna see it opening night with M because she hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna go see Pet Cemetery. I think that's Saturday or something. I think yeah. I already got my Pet Cemetery tickets. Poor Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's like tenth build. Uh, behind all the other people. Yeah, all the people with actual character names. Well, no, there's uh, there's well-known actors that are behind her. Uh, not many, but you know, 
But yeah, the, don't look at the cast because it sort of gives away the movie. And that's they should have hidden that. So oh well. Um, let's see. What is the? So it's getting for seventy-two percent Metacritic score. Metacritic. Metacritic score. Uh, if you want to save the world, say the magic word. That's the tagline. <laughs> Shazam. What? Oh. Shazam. What was it? What'd you say? I said fuck. No, that's not the magic word. Shazam, 132 minutes long. So that's not bad. Avengers is going to be three hours, four minutes. Yeah, I know. God. That's like, I mean, it makes sense to wrap up all that continuity and everything, but holy fuck. Dude, these kids aren't going to be able to sit there for that long. You know? Fuck them. Like I'm not a kid. Little seven-year-old kids. Well, it's going to annoy me. Well, I'm trying to think. I'm going to try to go to IMAX and then blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. Just go to late showings. Fuck that. I'll be asleep. And then... Go to like a 10 o'clock showing. You won't see any kids there. Okay, let's see. Shazam. Three out of five ear holes. Three out of five eye holes. And four to five eye demons or bullets to the face. You know, it's funny. It's right up there with us, man. Um, All right, should we take a break and go 10 more minutes? Sure. Okay, hold on a second. But, uh... Shazam. Man. Yeah, it was funnier than I thought. When I went there, I went there with my daughter. So we went and saw Us first. So we went to the Icon. It was all at the Icon. So we went and saw Us first at 1 p.m. And then walked downstairs. I got like a large popcorn and split it with her. But I poured it out and half of it spilled on the counter. And then she was carrying the box with me. And then I pointed to something and knocked the box and I spilled more. What? Oh no! She got like a small popcorn. Uh, no, I got a large. Oh, well, no, and then I poured it. I'm and then, just saying, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocked everything out of it. <laughs> well, when I spilled it, the girl at the counter was like, "You want me to top that off for you?" I'm like, "Sure." So then I had another full pop. I didn't even eat half of it. And then uh, when I went into the movie, and during the movie, I spilled the half the bowl. <laughs> I knocked over the popcorn, <laughs> and there was like. Half of a large popcorn on the floor. Like, whoops. Sorry about that icon. That's easy to clean up. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so half the popcorn on the floor icon. So yeah, double feature, man. 1 p.m. right into a 4 p.m. showing of uh, Shazam. You know, that was great. Uh, I was tempted to go see Matrix tomorrow night, but I don't want to. It's, it's playing for five bucks down the street. I'll save my money for... Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Where are we going here? Okay, let's check for tickets, guys. Live. You always like this. Live Do ticket. They? Live t- oh, yeah. Live ticket check. That's what they call it. Okay, now I'm looking for my uh, beach bum tickets. They always go on sale Wednesday. That's one thing I don't like about the icon. Unless it's like a special showing of, oh, it's fan night for um, Avengers Endgame. Three hours, two minutes long. Yeah, I'm going to be checking. They have a fan night, which starts like an hour earlier. 
It'll be a, oh, a 6 p.m. showing and a 7 p.m. showing. Or no, or a 3 p.m. showing and a 6 p.m. showing. There we go. I won't sing it, but... You like this song, right? Mm-hmm. It's your public site. He doesn't even sing it, so... Yeah, he's just dancing in the background. Drums. He what? I thought he played drums. No, he's a singer. I saw him singing Mirror in the Bathroom. <clears throat> well, that ain't. And he sung um, backup vocals of this song. Why is this such a shitty version of this? You goddamn bastards. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is way better. Right? Come on. Big difference. Like, okay, I know the perfect opening for the song. <laughs> Dude, that's great. Yeah. in the graveyard. For this one, guys. Mm. Yeah. Motley Crue. The Dirt. Yeah. 
Listen up She's a razor sharp If she don't get her way She'll crash you around She's a cool, cool girl She has to move like a cat If she don't get her way He's our king, huh? <laughs> 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 yeah. She came out of clean. Don't leave me alone. I see the rolling machine. I'm gonna die, die, die. She's gonna do nothing with her. He's a yang yang. He sounds like a cat. The one yang yang. So here we go, yeah, um, the dirt, it looked really clean, it opens up with a pussy squirt, but hey, oh. cold, cold open pussy squirt, give it three out of five cold open pussy squirts, mm-hmm. like full on spraying, and then it like pauses with the spray in the air, <laughs> says <laughs> Motley Cruz the dirt. All right, no, that's about right. <laughs> It doesn't get into Tommy Lee um, beating women. It it, do, it only gets into um, uh, uh, Vince Neil killing his friend, and uh, uh, yeah, Vince Neil killing his friend and his daughter dying. Mm-hmm. It only gets into those two things. It doesn't get into the the kid who died in Tommy's pool, you know, at a birthday party. It doesn't get into any of that stuff. <clears throat> You know, just basically gets into the more of the heroin from Nikki Six's side, mm-hmm. where he OD'd, went, to, went, came home from the hospital and shot up again. You know, after being almost died, like, like they had to shove two um, adrenaline needles into his heart. Jesus, <laughs> to open him up, and he went home and did more heroin. You know, these are all like from the movie or from the book. I see, but like the whole movie was like it was had like some good stuff. Um, uh, Machine Gun Kelly plays an okay Tommy. You know, mm. it's like, hey, what's up, dude? I'm Tommy Lee. So if you're like a total like you know airless moron who's a talented drummer, then you have Tommy Lee perfectly. What? Tommy Yeah. So that's how he was the whole time. And, uh, yeah, so it doesn't get into, like, album per album. It just goes, boom, okay, this is us. We're already at Shout at the Devil. Um, they're playing our uh, Dr. Feelgood album, but they don't show us making it. It's more of just their partying and them doing mm-hmm. a lot of coke. and oh, her- they're just It's like coke, heroin, tits. Uh, and Mick Mars is like, you guys, you know how you guys are going to get diseases, right? And they just start laughing at him. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mick Mars is our lead guitarist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's the like he's dying of uh, a bone disease, I think. I forgot. I forget the name of it. Ba- basically, all his bones are fusing together. His spine. Ankylosing spondylitis. Yeah, that's what he has. He says it feels like wet cement is being poured down his spinal cord. So, so he has that. He doesn't do drugs. He just watches all these guys party and just be assholes. He just sit in the background. Uh, yeah, I liked Motley Crue when I was a kid. You know, I didn't go to their concerts. I'm not gonna be like a 40 year old rocker going, yeah, Crue, man. You know, wearing like a Crue shirt. You know, it's going, hell yeah. Just like blasting this shit. Just like blasting this shit. Like, yeah. You know, like I do like my 90s and 80s um, modern rock, you know. That's just not me. Like, these are like people who listen to Kiss. Who blast this shit, you know. Go on the Kiss Cruise. So you're talking shit about our our buddies over at Bat Squad? No, I'm just saying these are the people that listen religiously to Motley Crue. I I don't Mm -hmm. listen to it religiously. I was no. I, I, I one of my friends who was a metalhead loved Motley Crue. He had like their Theater of Pain album. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's like, oh, you don't know Theater of Pain, bro? Like, I'd already fallen off of Motley Crue, you know. I'm like, I guess they put out Theater of Pain. I don't know. Uh, so it just shows them doing coke, weed. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, that's the whole movie: killing people and then getting back together at the end. You know, mm-hmm. after uh, they like Vince Neil leaves the band. That's it. You know, it's nothing special, but it's done. Like the, it's filmed by um, the guy who filmed all the Jackass movies. What's his name? Tremaine. No. I forget his name, but um, Jeff, Justin Jeff, Tremaine. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, but it's filmed. It looks like a USA show, to where like it's dirty, but it's USA dirty. No, yeah. um, like everything's clean, you know. There's mm. not really dirt, you know. Pun intended. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're fucking chicks and everything, it looks like you know, like a clean porn set. When they're like partying at a house, it looks like a a clean house. You know, it's like, ooh, we can bust this, like break stuff, but it looks like it's really clean and like, oh, it's the first time you broken it, or you know, I don't know. Yeah, you. The aesthetics. It's a tidy break. Yeah, the aesthetics of the movie didn't work for me. You know, um, I like them as a band. You know, them acting together was good. Like Mick Mars and all the guys hanging out. That that worked. You know, as far as them all hanging out and being buddies. But as far as the aesthetics to everything else, it was like a USA show. Mm. But with an, a rated R twist. <laughs> like, yeah, it had some good music, you know. I'm blasting that shit in 4K, Dolby Atmos. You know, mm-hmm. rocking out. But it was just, eh. Yeah. It's like, you know, like that, that guitar, like that. That single guitar and bass. Mick Mars is a badass guitarist, though, man. Mm-hmm. For, uh, for playing. Yeah, it was just him. They show, like, the, when they introduce Mick Mars... He just walks in. He's like, you're out of here. He's like, the, like, they had a guy already in there. He's like, you're out. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, uh, I'm a badass guitarist, man. He's like, no, you suck. He's like, I'm your guitarist now. And he, and he rips on this song. This is the first song they played. And that's it. Bam. And history is made. With glam rock. 
mm-hmm. in uh, in the 90s. Because they were like, everyone's, like at the time, like, you know, you had the Black Sabbath. Everyone was going dark. And they wanted to go sort of opposite of that. Right? Because they had all these metal bands going dark. Right. right. All right. And so they're like, let's do something opposite. So they went like right, they went with leopard skin pants, uh, makeup, uh, and the hair. That's what that whole, like, it was a, it was like an opposite, I guess. It was like hard music with a lighter face, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was a weird, it's a weird look for them, man. But I guess it worked. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess Vince Neil looks like shit now. Uh, he's just like, uh, and yeah. Have you seen pictures of him recently, dude? Not recently, no. Dude, it looks like he ate every single fucking former member of the band. Okay, now I have to look up Vince Neil. Damn it, Vince. Okay, Vince Neil, fat Vince Neil. Dude, mm, yeah, sure. Vince Neil. Okay, Fat Vince Neil. Oh my God. Doctor Feel Fat. <laughs> Doctor oh Fat Good. Oh my God, he looks like a big woman. Jesus Christ, really? Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened? Oh uh, my god. That's someone who hasn't seen a gym or said no to a donut in about 40 years. Like, since their last big album. Dude, it doesn't look like him at all. <laughs> like, dude, he has like a full on belly, tits. Yeah, him and Axl Rose should get together and they should be, they should like make a glam rock version dude, of the Apples. Sammy Hagar looks like twice, looks like the, like his father. But, like, he looks in way better shape. He's standing next to Sammy Hagar. Oh, really? Yeah, Sammy Hagar is twice his age, and he looks way better. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, what Vince. when you sit in Mexico and drink tequila all, the, all day, apparently. Well, Sammy Hagar looks fine. Yeah. No, I, I got you. Dude, fucking what the hell, Vince Neil? Jesus, fuck. Yeah, dude. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay, there he is, sort of big, but yeah, they have like ones where it's like "Kickstart My Heart Attack" is the name. Wowzers! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the name of this uh, picture. Vince Neil balloons. Mm-hmm. It's like whoa, he must be on some sort of medication, dude, because that always happens. Maybe not though. His medication is coffee and donuts. Oh my god, dude! He's just like he looks pregnant. You know, he does. He looks it pregnant. It's like dude. he ate the Vince Neil from like thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's like, oh my god, man! Like he's the tether. He, <laughs> he, he ate like the real. Vince <laughs> he totally Neal. ate his own tether. Yes, he he's the tethered. Yeah, it's like what the fuck happened, dude. Yeah, he has like a huge belly. Uh, he looked okay like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah, was sort of like, like chubby. Dude. yeah, he's like chubby, older looking guy, but normal ish. But Jesus Christ, he needs to get into the gym. Yes, yes, he does. Oh my God! 
And like everyone else in the band is all fit and skinny. Oh, yeah. You know, they're all wearing skinny jeans and doing yoga and shit. <coughs> and he's just like, Bleh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Vince Neil. Yeah, no wonder why. They're like, oh, yeah, they're going to play after the premiere of the movie. And they're like, no way, dude. Vince Neil couldn't hold a note. I was just listening to uh, Knights of the Turntable. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. That's what they were and saying. they were playing a new song from fucking... Oh, this song? Here we go. Dude, this song rocks, dude. No, it doesn't. It's okay. Hmm. I have no opinion. It's it's oh I have an opinion. It fits in with it's, the rest of their fucking discography, man. Mm, I don't know. It's like the typical like fight montage song. Guys. I'm trying to listen to it. guy he doesn't even have his voice anymore. Nope. Hey, listen to those older songs. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got quite a name. He was yeah. a good singer. They're all good musicians. It's just not exactly mine. No, no, yeah, they're all really talented. It's just Yeah, he he had like a falsetto voice, dude. Now they're just putting effects on his shit. They're like, okay, the boards are pumped up all the way, Vince. Do your best. We're crossing our fingers over here. Yeah, he they're studio band now. Vince can't sing live anymore. Ozzy Osbourne is in better shape than him. What's going on here? Ozzy's about to die. Man. Is We're he? We're going to be fucking doing the death whistle for Ozzy, and by the end of this year, I'm willing to bet. Really? Why? What's going on with Ozzy? Dude, he's fucking canceled every live show that he had scheduled. Hold on. Let me look it all up. Yeah, look it all up. Well, uh, give me the dirt. Give me the dirt. Uh... Whoa! This is the this is the Machine Gun Kelly part. Take me to the top. I think this is still my favorite song of theirs. Looks a kill. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Doctor Feelgood, kickstart my heart. This is like their comeback album, right? All right. Yeah, you do. Know. Come on, you know their discographies. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know, guys. These uh, these are Motley Crue's. Uh, what did I give the dirt? Three out of five eye holes. Three out of five ear holes. Three out of five pussy squirts. Or three out of five uh, coke rails off of stripper asses. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so back to Ozzy real quick. Apparently, um, he canceled shows in Australia, New Zealand, and Japan, and uh, because he had the flu and then developed pneumonia from that. And he uh-huh. is seventy years old, and that's not usually a good sign when you're getting hospitalized for the flu like that. Jesus Christ, man. Ozzy does look better at 70 than fucking Vince Neil does at 55, maybe? Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, okay, so we did Shazam, Us, The Dirt. He's 58. Vince Neil's 58. So Ozzy's like 12 years older than him and <laughs> looks way better. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Skydive naked from an aeroplane. Have fun. And no one wants to see you skydiving naked anymore, uh, Vince Neil. That well, not now, no. But that's been done. Oh yeah, definitely. I want to see somebody free climb, um, free climb naked. Oh yeah, uh, free climb half dome naked or free climb. That's the next test. Free climb naked. There we go. No, no hand, no feet, nothing. Not no feet, but no shoes, nothing. So Shazam, and then <laughs> and now we're done writing Shazam. We're doing the dirt, which was uh, all right. It was okay. Um, Triple Threat. I went and saw in the theater. That starred Tony Jaw. And the other guy from the raid. Hmm. Fighting each other. <clears throat> so everyone wanted to see that, you know, that team up, right? Uh, so it was okay. It was a little confusing because it was subtitled. Mm-hmm. And it was like three different teams going against each other. Um, Tony Jaw had to... Okay, let me look it up now. Tiger Hu Chen. Yeah, Tiger Chen. I'm like, that's a cool name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tiger Chen. <laughs> uh, he's in there. He he kicks some ass in there, too. Okay, here we go. Triple Frontier now. Triple Threat. A hit contract is taken oh, out. And on... the guy from the raid is Eko um, Uwas. Yeah, yeah, Tony Jaw, Tiger Chen, Eko Uwas, Scott Atticus. Um, a hit contract is taken out on billionaire daughter intent to bring down a major crime syndicate. A down and out team of mercenaries must take out a group of professional assassins and stop them before they kill their target. Mercenaries against assassins, guys. Dirty balls! Tell me dirty balls was in it. No. Oh. This is a lot more serious. Damn it. A lot more serious. Uh, so yeah, Tony Jaw starts fighting Ikacha Uchwa. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Origins, it was from Thailand. 
Oh, it made okay. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, opening week, it made five thousand nine hundred and thirty-six dollars. Holy shit! It was in one theater one night. <coughs> well, that's not bad for one theater in a night, dude. It's almost six grand. It grossed seventy-three thousand four hundred dollars. What theater was it in? It was at the Century Sixteen. That's the only one in the country? <laughs> yeah, um, no, it was playing in sporadic theaters like Berkeley, you know, a theater in San Francisco, um, a theater like a Mountain View, I think one in San Jose, maybe. But it was mm-hmm. one night only, one showing, that was it. You know? No, I saw it actually in Fremont. I saw it across the bay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Tons of Asian theaters over there. Yeah, I saw it at the AMC no. Oh. Yeah, I saw it at the A. Uh, did I? God, no. So I think Ikwak Ujwa. Yeah. Yeah, I totally saw it at the AMC. Yeah, I was playing there one night only. That's it. Nothing else. Ikwak Ujwa. And this weekend, we're going to go see Dumbo. And. Sorry. Let's see. I want to check it out. I want to see Tim Burton's Dumbo. And uh, what's the other movie? Oh, uh, Beach Bum. I'm going to go see that Thursday. I don't even know what that is. No one knows what it is. That's why no one's going to be there. The tickets are already on sale, but not where I need to go. The Beach Bum. Endgame tickets? Are those on sale early? Nope, not yet. Damn bastards. So so what do they do in this movie? Yeah, they a bunch of punching, kicking. Uh not that much knife play. If you watch um They Come For Us at Night, if you're into martial arts movies, watch that one. That's a lot of knife cutting. Hmm. Like that's brutal. It's not as brutal. The best part of this movie. Uh I laughed out loud and so did the audience. They're fighting these cops, right? And at one point, he grabs his grenade launcher from this chick cop, shoots her point-blank range with it, and she's like, just explodes into pieces. Jesus. (laughs) He could explode to pieces, too, wouldn't he? uh, No, because he shoots it at her, and it, like, goes under her bulletproof vest. So it's like, boom. He's, like, like, a foot and a half away. He's not, like... But he, like, almost points at point-blank, dude. It's... Hilarious. So, yeah. Two out of five grenade launchers to the body. Uh, Three out of five ear holes, two out of five eye holes. Three out of five eye holes, two out of five ear holes, sorry. For triple threat, uh, you won't see it. You'll see it on VOD probably in the next couple of months. But, yeah, I I like to see those martial arts movies. And it's not like the ones they do nowadays where they cut away every two, three seconds to make it look like someone's fighting. Mm -hmm. Like they do with John Wick. Like they do with... uh, (laughs) Like, well, these professional martial artists, I'm not surprised. You know, they're all trained enough to not actually punch each other in the face. Yeah, but then, yeah, it's true. But he knows gun fu. So they'll, they'll, I don't know, John Wick, I, I'm interested to see what they do with it. You know, mm-hmm. people are going to be like, this movie's amazing. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, he's running around with his pigeon toes. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm looking at every time he's running around or his pigeon toes. 
So like, Keanu's Whoa. nice to people, so you can't be mean to him. Oh yeah, he gives old ladies her seat on subways. Mm-hmm. What? Whoa. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's fine. So that um oh, in the inventor. Okay, uh out for blood, the inventor uh in, okay. The inventor out for blood in Silicon Valley. Is that all right? Yeah, the inventor out for blood in Silicon Valley is the name of the documentary I saw. Oh yeah. You hear about that chick? <clears throat> yeah, well, I read about Theranos a lot because uh, I work in healthcare, and so that kind of big shift would have been a big deal for me, career-wise. Were people waiting for this thing to work? Or no, most of the physicians that I talked to about it were openly skeptical. Like, this is never going to work. Was yeah. the consensus that I got? Yeah, the documentary is very interesting. On, uh, on HBO. It's like in the hills of Silicon Valley. It's like right off Foothill. I'm like, oh, I know where that is. <laughs> I've, yeah. passed their, I've passed their place. <clears throat> the yeah, Theranos it's not their place anymore. That place is gone. Yeah. And she's fucking in jail. Is she in jail? I believe so. I thought she paid everything back and she's still out there. I don't think. I think. By, the, by the end of the documentary, she was not imprisoned. You know, but her company went belly up. So basically, she wanted to make a, a system where from one, blood, from one prick of the finger, you could diagnose everyone's blood type or like everything that's wrong or everything that's in somebody's blood from a minimal amount of blood was her whole thing, right? Instead of drawing, you know, a pint or whatever the fuck, right? In order to test people's blood. She said, and you put it in this machine that never worked. No. And the and the machine was all high tech and cool looking, and you put it in there, and she'd claim it worked, and and she kept all of her departments separate. They never mm. collaborated on anything, and they um, and yeah, they and and she would not and she, and she would monitor everybody's um, uh, computers, like keystrokes. Yeah. Make them sign um, NDNAs to where they couldn't talk to their employees about anybody. They couldn't talk to their families about anything. All yeah, to so cover their I, ass. <laughs> here, here's the current status. On June 15th, 2018, the U.S. Attorney's Office in San Francisco filed federal grand jury. Oh, federal grand jury charges uh, were in, read out against Holmes and the chief operating officer on nine counts of wire fraud. What's her name again? Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes, that's right. That's the one who ran the company, who got yeah. all the investors into it. Yeah, okay. Uh, nine counts of wire fraud, two counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Um, and uh, they faced 20 years in prison. The case is ongoing in San Jose, California. Yeah, and she talks like this. It's like, hey, what's up? It's me, Elizabeth Holmes. And they say that's a put-on voice. Mm-hmm. That's not her real voice. And she doesn't blink. Until she's questioned about her company. Then right. she starts blinking like a madman. But yeah, she does not blink, though. Like, you see her. She's just staring and staring and staring. And they show her talking about Theranos. And she's just, like, totally confident and right there with it. Mm-hmm. Just delusional like a motherfucker. Yeah, well, none of it was uh, ever tested to the point of being... Um, ready for prime time. I mean, it could be down the road that they can do this kind of testing. 
Um, you've just got to be able to put in the R&D to fucking develop the well, product and, and then get approval and have it tested. They, they had their tests in Walgreens. They, or I forget what it was, Lucky's or Walgreens. In those, they had actual testing ones. What was it? It was Walgreens. No, Walgreens. I remember this because uh, the place I worked at at the time had an in-house lab where they did their own testing. Yeah, they, there was concern that Theranos would have been able to basically put every lab out of business. Yeah, so Theranos came in there and they had to do the prick thing. They had to draw blood because their excuse would be every time it would be like, oh, well, your your test shows that you need more blood than the little prick. Mm-hmm. So that's how they got around using that. So, And then they never tested it. They would, they would contaminate the samples, not even test them, uh, bring them back all fucked up, give people wrong readings. Uh, it was yeah, it was a clusterfuck on when when the samples went back to Theranos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird, man. It's a cool documentary. Yeah, no, I'm interested to watch it, but it's it's on HBO, right? Yes. Yeah, that, so I'll have to wait till it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I give it a three out of five eye holes, two out of five ear holes, and I put her voice. And mm-hmm. three out of five black turtlenecks or non-blinking eyes. Yeah, sh- crazy. Crazy fucking chick, man. That's a chick I think she would poison you or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a sociopath. She was a straight... If you see her, she is so dedicated to her work. And she comes in... Oh, man, I forgot to do it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. She came in like this. You can't touch this. I'm like, oh, what's up? Oh, we... um. You can't touch this. This was when the board didn't approve of anything. Like, they, they, they escaped the board... And they didn't get charged with anything. So she comes into the board meeting, the company meeting with this song. Like, like trying to be human. Right. Like dancing. Like, yay! And everyone's clapping. And her and her schemy little partner are up on the stage dancing. And it has their heads superimposed over the MC Hammer video. Oh. On the background, and they're like, "Yeah." Yeah. MC Hammer's like, "Please don't play my music with this." It seems uh, his rights have already passed. <laughs> it's like, you can't touch this. That's not true. He hasn't been dead for fifty years. Yep. Oh, whatever. He signed his shit away so long ago, probably. Dude, this song, this this um, documentary brought his shit back up. You know how many kids are listening to this shit now? Oh, man. You can't touch this. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? They ended the documentary with this, too. <laughs> makes sense. We're probably gonna play it every day she's in prison when she's get she gets convicted. She should play it when she walks into court. Yeah. <laughs> On her sure phone. She would, could be happy about that. <laughs> That's what she should do. I call twerking. Yeah. 
just Harlem Shake right in front of the podium. Yep, and just like clapping with all our lawyers. Bump, bump, bump. And still bumping her butt. Can't touch this. I'm like, hey, you can't touch me. I run Theranos. Yes, and I talk like this the whole time. I don't believe that we need the. I, dude, I can't even do her voice. <laughs> yeah, I forget what she. She's talked so weird. <coughs> uh, hold on, let me see if I can get it. Can't touch this. Man. Alright, what did I rate this thing? Did I rate it already? Yeah. Black turtlenecks or non blinking eyes. Three out of five. Ugh. Man. Can't touch this. You can't touch this. Break it down. Break it down. Oh man. Oh yeah, and the 20th Century Fox thing went through. Whatever. Oh yeah, Disney owns half the world now. We'll see what happens. We'll so, oh, did you see that movie pass um, pre-show thing? If you have to watch the sh- the TV or you have to watch the commercial to get a free movie ticket, no, oh, really? watch fifteen yeah. minutes. Watch fifteen minutes of commercials. I saw this. Yeah, and it's got like facial recognition or something where if you look away, it pauses. Yeah, you have to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like Clockwork Orange type shit. <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of the images I saw tied to articles about it. Clockwork Orange, <laughs> of course. Yeah, that scene from the movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Stranger Things trailer, whatever they they've gotten through puberty. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Oh, Bosch season four hits April 19th. Nice. That'll be good. I may actually be able to catch up on shows. Oh, and um, what we do in the Shadows TV series hits this week, Wednesday. Oh, it would have been played as soon as you hear this, but it's out now. I'm wait- I was waiting for that show. You can't touch this. <laughs> Yeah. Break it down. Oh, Killing Eve. Seasons um, 2 starts April 7th, which looks awesome. And uh, Batman film might be rumored to be set back in the 90s. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, for the Stadia, data caps will kill the Stadia also. You know, unless you're like me uh, and pay for uh, cap free fucking internet service. Well, if you have cap free, yes, but if you have data cap, but you have a big family, so that makes sense. I do. I've got six people in my house, man. There is yeah. no fucking yeah. way I could deal with a fucking data cap. <clears throat> I would blow through it every month. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But that's forcing people without a big family that want a stadia. Hmm. They're like, hmm. Well, you just have to pay Google for fucking fiber. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. People are it's it's gonna be like you know Silicon Valley, New York, 
Um, that's about it. And <laughs> maybe some other major cities, but yeah. That'll be about it, man. There'll be people out in the boondocks, you know, out in the middle of Canada with a satellite dish. Like, mm-hmm. mm, nope. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Well, shit. I mean, I can drive like an hour from my house, and the only internet up up there is fucking uh, satellite. And you get uh, what is it? You get about fifty gigs a month, hard cap. That's it. You go over, you know, fifty point zero 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 one gigs, and you're fucking cut off. Jesus. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, you've got to be in a fairly large metropolitan area to have decent internet. And uh, it, it's interesting, though. I did read an article recently. The FCC is uh, about to lose their fucking pants um, to uh, Congress, and they won't be able to regulate the internet anymore. That's at least the way things are going at the moment. So if that happens, then there may actually be a new government agency just for the internet, and they'll regulate a bit differently hmm. and improve like broadband coverage throughout the states. Hmm. Maybe. Oh, did you see the new uh, Jack the Ripper thing? That they identified who the killer was? Yeah. I did. I don't know if I believe that quite yet. Like, they say um, he was a Polish barber, 23 years old. Uh, they did a fresh DNA test on a blood-covered shawl. I don't know. We'll see. And they say it matched the blood on one of the victims. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What does that mean? Does that mean that he it, did it? No. No, it really doesn't. I mean, that's the thing. You don't know how contaminated those samples have gotten over time. Those are fucking... How old? I mean, Jack the Ripper was 18... 18... I don't know, yeah. Uh, or late 1800s, right? So that would be 1700s. Hold on one second. Let's see. Let's see here. Because I'm curious. I There's a great Alan Moore graphic novel called... Uh, fuck... The Ripper or something like that. But who, who, it did the, goes, uh, who did the From Hell? That's it, From Hell. Oh, that okay. was yeah, an that's... more graphic novel, and that became a movie. Yeah, that was, that was an all right movie. Uh, it was a really faithful adaption of what Alan Moore put together. So, um, but Jack... And that's the, what Jack the Ripper uh, labeled all of his letters. Yeah, 1888. 1888. Yeah, so it wasn't too far off, 1870. So, I mean, but still, dude... You're doing the DNA testing in fucking 2019 or 18 or 17 even. I mean, that's over 100 years. Yeah. Right? It's like 130 years. Something like that. Well, I don't know. What are they going to do, man? That's what they say. So now this this guy's whole family's fucked. He's like, what? My uncle was who? Mm-hmm. You know, my great-grandfather was what? Yeah. So, I mean, that guy could have been, like, at one of the scenes and fucking, you know, he had a cut on his hand and bled onto the... You don't know what happened to that thing. That's true. 
that shawl, any of that. I mean, over time, almost anything can happen. Well, all the true crime podcasts are a buzz. Uh, of course. Well, I mean, it's big news, right? If you're the guy who definitively and actually identifies who Jack the Ripper is, or woman. Um, person. Right. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> the gender-free. It's person, mister. Yeah, the, the gender-free nouns. I've got to get better about that. If you're the person who identifies who Jack the Ripper is, though, um, then you're going down in history. Because that's one of the most famous cold cases ever. It's the most, right? I don't know. What's more uh, famous than Jack the Ripper? Who the Zodiac Killer is? Uh, but Jack the Ripper's been long, gone longer. Once the Zodiac Killer reaches Jack the Ripper status, as far as um, as far as it's been a cold case. Mm-hmm. Zodiac Killer, yeah, that one's. I guess yeah, that's that's a big cold, but that's from what 1970s, 60s, 50s. Yeah, I think that's fifties. You're the you're the serial killer fucking expert on this. Yeah, show. but I think that was fifties, sixties. Yeah, but I don't have the posters on the wall of every killer. Sixties to seventies. <clears throat> yeah, so that would be easy to get away with murder back then. You could just kill somebody and run around with their head in your hand. No, it's even like, easier in 1888. Yeah, in 1888, it's like well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, oh, just cut someone's neck and then spread feces all over them from the gutter right next to it. Yeah, I'm like, whoops, it's contaminated, you know? Mm-hmm. Right? What if that shawl, where did they find that shawl? You know, they don't have any of that. Oh, the bl- oh, how did how did they get blood on it? Right. You don't know any of that. Like, now there's chain of custody, right? Now, like... This was discovered at the scene. Here's a photograph of where it was discovered. It was picked up by someone wearing gloves and preventing contamination by putting it into a plastic bag and sealing it. You know, like there's there's all these steps people take to make sure that that shit doesn't happen. Um, but that didn't happen in 1888. I mean, dude could have fucking pissed on it and had uh, uh, kidney stones and been peeing blood. I mean, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Yeah, They haven't proved anything. No. No, not in my mind. So, I huh? I said I could be wrong. No way to know. Mm, I don't know. And what needs to fi- happen is someone fucking, like, rips out a wall in some little fucking English house in london and oh my god there's a journal in here jack the ripper's journal what the it's blah 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 like that would be the only way right and then to have that journal fucking tested to make sure it's authentic and not something someone made to be fucking clever true Hmm. all right there's only a few ways to get a smoking gun out of it is my point okay do you have anything else before we get out of here Nah, I'm good, man. Let's see. Okay, we'll end on a... Uh, He couldn't save it for later, but... Man! No more! Alright, so who are our friends? Well, let's see. Everyone over at BatSquadNetwork.com Go check them out for some other quality podcasts. 
uh, like Knights of the Turntable. Uh, um, they haven't popped up their new podcast yet, though. I don't yeah. know where it is. Yeah, the coffee one. Um, but that's coming, too. So check them out over BatSquadNetwork.com. Um, otherwise, we've got Big Pop Podcast, Bold and Belligerent, Ice in the Face, uh, The Offensive Line, Painted Black Podcast, Growing Up Not Growing Old, Geek Dig, Horribly Awkward Podcast, uh, uh, Fearcast and Fifthcast, um, Heroes of Noise Podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, thanks again, Dan, for coming on. Yeah, thanks for pinch hitting, bud. I know I was supposed to be on, but it just didn't work out. Um... Who else? Uh, the Lo-Fi Show. Oh, yeah, Lo-Fi Show. Oh, did you say Fifth Cast and uh, Horribly Awkward and Horrible Gamers? I didn't say Horrible Gamers. Uh, I don't know. Who else? That's I think it. that's it. That's it, guys. All right, we'll see you later. All right. Bye-bye. Shazam! Shazam!